Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. So grateful for you girls being here this morning. Uh, it's nine o'clock New Zealand time, Australian, it's seven. So yeah, you guys are a little bit behind, but that's all right. Nothing like a bit of money chat to wake you up, right? <laughs> Good vibes, nice and early. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Maddie and Sophie, you are the girls behind your In Good Company, the podcast. And I just want to first of all talk about how this all came about. Was it a beautiful love story of friends? Take us back to the to the year it all started. Well, it all started back in year seven <laughs> when Soph and I met each other at, would we say school camp? Yeah, Soph? school camp. Mads, was, Mads had all these friends and I was like new to the school and she like took me under her wing, which is cute. Well, not for a little while, but eventually oh, she did. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the podcast itself started in COVID. So Soph and I have sort of had been speaking to each other for a little while around our investing journey. We were sort of our, each other's go-to person in that space. I also was chatting to my brother a little bit and Soph had her partner. But in COVID, we sort of came across this opportunity where it was like we realised that we were having these conversations with each other, but we didn't really have anyone else to have those conversations with in terms of you know, how are you getting started? How are you going? What are you learning? Where are you putting your money? What are you investing in? And I think we really just wanted to be able to sort of open up that conversation for more people because we knew that a lot of our good friends weren't investing and we had started to realise ourselves the benefits of doing it and how important it was. So you came in like rookies, like we all are. Like I think people get really intimidated when it, when you talk about money, right? Because people think, oh, well, they're just more savvy than me. Maybe I'll just never be good with money. And I think I had that mindset for a long time. And to be honest, I'm still not great with money. Like I've had patches where I probably was earning more. So I thought I was better with money. <laughs> and now, you know, reality's hit and cost of living is far higher. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm back here. Like, I don't know. Do you find like our attitudes to money is quite, I don't know, cyclical? Like, is it a, do, are we embedded? Like, are these behaviors embedded in us? Yeah, I was going to say like the whole the whole premise of the, our podcast was like we want people to come on the journey with us. Like we're definitely not the experts and like we were learning. So we were like why are we not just like putting this learning like into the atmosphere? But it's I it is so cyclical and like you just said like you're a mum. Like of course you're spending and how you view money is going to completely change compared to like, you know, maybe 5 years ago when you were by yourself and only had to worry about yourself. So I think like money is definitely embedded in terms of like maybe your values and like how you kind of view the world, but I think like it's so cyclical. And where are you guys in your cycle right now? Like would you <laughs> would you champion where you're at? Maddie's in spending phase. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing some spontaneous travel recently and that that costs money. That costs money. So we're in spending and now we're in um batten down the hatches phase and try and get back on top of things. <laughs> well, I mean, they often say that you can still spend up and save and be 
Savvy, what's the what's the um the ratio? Is it like 20, 20, 20? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a couple of ratios. I think it's like 50% goes towards like I don't know your your main things like your rent and whatever. 30% goes to fun, 20% goes to investing, so, and then like 20% goes somewhere else. But like I think it's so different to every for everyone because like as you said, if you're in a cycle say that you're like saving for a house or something, obviously a bigger portion of that is going to go towards like a savings account. But then if you're in Maddie's like fun, go to America for 48 hours kind of 48 phase, hours. maybe a little bit 72, more. 72. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> 72. <laughs> yeah, it's so different for every person and there's no one rule fits all. And as we were talking just before um, we actually started recording, neither of you ladies have bought houses. Is that on the horizon? Do you ever want to buy a house or is the current state of the world – as every day goes by, you're like, yeah, I don't even know if I want to do this. Yeah, it's a funny one. So if and I both talk about setting our short, medium and long-term goals, and I would say that like home ownership is in there eventually. But for me personally, it's not front of mind. It probably should be a little bit more because I feel like I'm going to wake up in three years and then be like, damn, I wish I'd been saving more for a house all these years. But yeah, I would say it is on the agenda, but I think I am definitely focusing on trying to grow my wealth through investing in the stock market at this stage. And then I guess reassess in time when my life situation is probably a little bit different and maybe I want to settle down more. What about you, Saf? Yeah, I'm similar. Like, it's funny. I had a conversation with Mads at the beginning of the year being like, all right, I'm going to start thinking about like saving a house for, you know, maybe two or three years time. And we kind of spoke about it, but we are actually doing a property series very soon and I've started looking into it a lot more and like owning a house costs so much money and I don't think I really put into perspective how much it does like if something goes wrong not only just a mortgage and interest rates and all that kind of stuff that you think about at the at day dot you know of purchasing the home but if your roof breaks or like you know something the toilet breaks or whatever like that's on you you have to fix that and like I think I don't really want to buy a house unless I'm really secure in my wealth like I don't think it's like a this thing where I'm like, I have to own something. It's like I can rent up until the point where I'm like, I've got enough inflow that I'll feel safe yes. owning a home. Yes, because it is a forever thing, right? And you do think, oh, well, I've got the cash now. Like I'm in a good job now. But like you've got to look at what your life is going to look like a few years down the track, which you're right. Like mm. it stings you and you have to pay for everything. Mm. Like when your solar power whole system <laughs> decides to shit the bed and um, staring down the barrel of potentially adding more solar panels and new batteries and it's thousands thousands of dollars but you'll save money in the long run because you're off grid so <laughs> and it's doing anyway. great things for the environment <laughs> exactly um so let's talk about like investing in the stock market and all that kind of stuff because I have had many chats with people and I go yeah 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 tell me but I still haven't done it like I I had this app a while back called raise I don't know if you guys remember that and it was like a little I think it was like acorns maybe in another country, but it's essentially, I think it's kind of like the small shares thing. Micro-investing. Micro-investing, yeah. So I think yeah. I got a little bit out of that and then I just ended up taking it out. But wh how did you guys start and what would you, what advice would you give to someone who is completely in the dark about it and they don't even know where to go? Well, I started investing um, because of my partner. He was like, you know, you studied commerce at, by the way, which is irrelevant if you study commerce or not, but he did say, he was like, you know, you studied com like money at uni and you're not investing. And so he kind of got me into it and that was really lucky because he kind of showed me the way. But 
I since then like have gotten, you know, a couple of my friends on just investing, my sisters into investing. I think the best advice would be like start really small and really slow. I think a lot of people think like, oh my God, I have to put in like $10,000 and I have to put it into the right stock tomorrow and then it just becomes so overwhelming and then you don't do it. But if you download a couple of like the investing apps, listen to a couple of podcasts, you know, read a little bit online and then just put $100 into like the market and just like watch it for a couple of weeks. I think that's the best way to get people to like start feeling comfortable. You know, it's a very easy process to purchase shares. I understand how my money's moving. It's just like little bits at a time. Don't feel like just do it all at once because it's probably the worst thing. Okay, what's a good app? Like you you might not be able to favourite, but what is a good app that someone can start on? <laughs> that someone at maybe 32 has put off doing for a long time because she decided to dabble in crypto. Uh, um, it's a good way to start investing. <laughs> And uh, that really hasn't come out like she'd hoped, but she's holding on for dear life, as they say, hodl, hodl. So, yeah, what kind of app would you go on? <laughs> well, there's heaps. There's a New Zealand brand actually called Steak. Um, there's a New Zealand one, I think. I think they're both New Zealand. Perla. There is, Maddie, Superhero. help me here, Superhero. Yeah. You can use your, um, like your your sort of banks have brokerage apps as well. So your Combank and things like that, you can invest through those yeah, there's a whole variety. A couple of things to look out for when you're deciding which broker to use is the fees. So every time you buy or sell a share, there is a brokerage fee. So you want to get that as low as possible. The next one is whether it is called, it's called chess or custodian model. So really simply chess just means that the shares are held in your name and custodian means on behalf of someone else. So in Australia, chess is quite unique. We're one of the only countries in the world that actually has that. And personally, like in the past, I've always preferred that because I'm like, oh, it's safer, like they're in my name. But so if then kind of taught me over the years that actually around the world, everywhere uses custodian model. And it, there, I don't think there's been a time in history where that sort of situation where it's held on behalf of you in trust has actually gone under, but technically it could happen. Happened once, but everyone got their money back. Oh, good. So good. good. <laughs> um, and then the other one is just access to markets. So like, for example, for us, we would invest predominantly in the ASX or the Australian sort of share market. Um, but sometimes you might want to have access to the US or to other countries as well. There's sort of your three things to think about um, in my mind is brokerage fees, access to markets, and then the chess or custodial model. And you can find all that information super easily on Google. Okay, awesome. Okay, well, I'll pass it on to my friends who <coughs> haven't got around to it yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cost of living is a, a massive thing, obviously. Um, we can't really go a day without hearing about it, but... Do you girls have any advice for like daily hacks that can help us save a dime here and there that doesn't seem way too hard? Well, funny you ask that because we have actually started a new segment on our TikTok at YRGC Podcast. That's why I asked. Cheap Tuesdays. <laughs> Where we look at cheap things where you can save money. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh my God, talk dirty to me. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, Firstly, I would just like to say Aldi yeah. out of all places. We don't have like, Aldi honestly. in New Zealand, which sucks. You don't have Aldi? Do you have like a dupe for Aldi? <sighs> I can't really think of it. Like someone listening might think of an equivalent, but I actually can't right now. And I didn't really dive into Aldi until I was just about to leave Australia. And I realized like their wines, some of their wines were so cheap and they had like William cheeses. Yeah. Like they had just real random things that were actually so affordable. 
Um, okay, so Aldi, uh, what, <laughs> what else have you got that we can get I in New Zealand? I have a, like a slogan saying yeah. that I'm trying to live yeah. my life by at the moment. I can't claim the creation of it, but I do love it. It's no sober Ubers and no solo Uber Eats. So let me break it down for you. So yeah, it's not like saying that. that I'm not allowed to get takeaway on my own, but I have to go out of the house and pick it up myself. I'm not allowed to just sit on the couch and be lazy and not leave and just get food bought to me. And then the other so side of that, that is no sober Ubers. So I so often will just like lie down on my bed while I'm getting ready, waste time, take longer and then go, oh, no, I'm running late. I'm going to have to Uber. Like I can't bus or I can't tram. So no sober Ubers. I'm only allowed to get them home after I have had a few drinks when it is not safe to drive. <laughs> I love that. That's a, it's actually a really – I mean, again, I don't have Uber where I live because we're in the middle of nowhere. But most yeah, people none of these are really listening. working for you, are they? <laughs> no, 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 it's great because most people listening do actually have Uber because they live around people. But – um. That's a good one. I like that. I have one more for you that might work. I, do you listen to Audible? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you go to cancel your Audible, it asks you why you're cancelling. And if you say that you're cancelling because it costs too much, it offers you three months free. Every wow. app should do that. I know, right? So give it oh a go. And I, I have two accounts. You play them off each other. You get a lot of <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Subscriptions are a killer. Like, let's talk about that. I just realized that my phone was so chocker with memory and I'm so embarrassed. I've upgraded my iCloud to like the freaking Max and I'm like, this is a waste. This is such a waste. And this is the Apple model where they're going to keep taking money for me from me for the rest of my life. Um, any tips on that? <laughs> I was going to say that the Apple thing is so annoying because it goes from like, and I don't understand what megabytes and megabit, what bits are, but all I know. Terabyte. Like dinosaurs. It goes, yeah. It goes from like, it's like going from a grams to kilos. Like yeah. it doesn't have like any in between. No. You just go to two terabytes and it's like. Because yes, okay. they can. And we're like, oh, well, we need it. We need it now. And so they just give you yeah. that option, right? I feel like though it is actually a really good time like in terms of money saving it's a good time to actually review things like subscriptions and what you actually use and don't use and in a similar vein like even just the little things that you are paying on like for a monthly basis so like for example I've recently reviewed my health insurance and like what I actually use and what I don't use because I was spending a certain amount per month and like it's one of those set and forget things but really in a time where we're kind of being a little bit more conservative with our money it's like just have a look because you could be saving 10 or 20 dollars a month which maybe doesn't seem like a whole lot but when you put that over the whole year it adds up yeah and if you're doing that for multiple things like subscriptions I was paying for Amazon Prime on two different cards and didn't realise. Oh, how do you figure that out? I think I must have done it with two different email addresses. And then when I was when I was reviewing my things, I was like, wait, why is it happening on both? So it's just a good time to like review and be like, okay, chill out, like cancel them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need them. Just back on that. Like, do you just need to delete heaps off your phone and then you can go downsize? Like, or am I screwed no, forever I and I have to be on the terabyte? Apparently, the family package oh. on Apple is the best value if you have enough people. So, like, get your mum and dad involved, like oh. your sisters, brothers. Okay. okay. Something God, like you heard that. Heard it here first. That's a great tip. My partner's on Android, though. So it's real neglect. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mum's a crush. Okay. Good tip. Um, <laughs> right. Savings. Like, people think of a piggy bank. 
Although, think of just chucking it in a bank account. What fun ways do you girls have to actually put money aside? Yeah, so I think for me, when I get paid, I sort of have a set routine that I do each time. So the money comes in and on the day that it comes in, I have an auto transfer that goes out to my rent. I have moved all my like insurance and things like that. So it comes out on that same day as well. So I know that what I'm dealing with, and I would say like, I know it seems like annoying, but a quick call to your insurer or whoever it is to change those direct debit dates can actually really help to set yourself self up financially because then you know what you're dealing with and you know what money you have at the end of you know all of your expenses and things oh, like that's that. that's a good one that's mm. a good one I've never thought to do that yeah it's a bit annoying but like it's it's actually a really quick call and it's over very quickly so it's worth doing and then the way that I sort of set up my savings is I do have different accounts um, so I've got my emergency fund in one account and that just sits there so Soph and I always talk about how if you are thinking about investing, you want to make sure that you've got an emergency fund built up first. And that is because you don't ever want to be in a position where you are having to sell shares in order to meet an expense that has come up. So build up my emergency fund and that can be anywhere between, I mean, it's completely personal. For me, I have it at around three months salary. Then I have a holiday fund, which is where I dipped into my recent 72-hour trip. Um, and I also have like a fun fund. So I, I like to split it up so that I can sort of, I guess, feel more motivated to put money in there as opposed to just having a money, like having a number sitting in a bank account. I like that. And so fun, would, would that cover like going out for dinner and all that kind of stuff? Or would that be in your everyday? I put that personally in my everyday. So in the fun fund, what do I spend it on? Sort of probably if there is like a clothing item or something that's sort of a bigger purchase that I really want to work towards or if I want to do a weekend away with my girlfriends, things like that. Okay, cool. What about you, Soph? Do you have any little techniques? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, I'm pretty similar. I think I think at the beginning of the year I really like kind of reviewed how I like save and we built up this YRGC budget, which sounds really daunting. And like I don't recommend like really strict budgeting because it's so hard to stick to and it multiple people and multiple studies say it doesn't work. But a really good little thing that I've noticed this during this year is like I was thinking like at some point I want to go away with my girlfriends in like June or July. And so I've been putting away, I think it was like 300 bucks of every paycheck. And now I'm sitting at this point where it's like just doing that slowly from January. I'm actually sitting with money that I can like take away and not really feel guilty about it. Whereas I used to kind of just rely on like that paycheck of that month to be like, I'm just going to blow this whole paycheck and then come back with like no money. Even though it can be a little bit daunting, just like pre-thinking about like, you know, if it's, if it's July that I'm thinking about, I've got six months maybe put 200 bucks a month away and like that'll add up over time. Just to psychoanalyze this for a second, I think that this is like a really good way of doing it because what I've been thinking about a lot recently is I've been feeling like against wanting to cut back and budget and things like that. And I'm like, I just want to have fun. I just want to live my life. But what I've been realizing is actually... You've been doing that, Dals, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) 
What I've been realizing is actually doing exactly what Sophie's saying is allowing her to live her life and then she gets to do it sort of, I guess, guilt-free and more mindfully, right? So she's not letting all those rant, like she's not spending money on two Amazon accounts and too much this, too much that, that she doesn't actually care about. You have like done a check through everything that you're spending and you're just making sure that where you are spending your money actually aligns with your values and it's not just coming out of you know, laziness or anything like that. So taking inspo from you. <laughs> on yourself. Um, no I, I'm struggling to work out how to prioritise what to save. So I've got a wedding next year in March, which just keeps getting put off. Got that. Um, obviously, like, so we purchased our house and we had a two-year on the interest rate. So two fixed, two-year, oh, my God, what do you call it? A fixed two-year two interest rate, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. And so that comes up in September and I'm like, ugh, because looking at how it's going to increase, it's pretty daunting. So I'm like, oh, my God, I need to have quite a bit of money saved aside just to get us through. But then I've got a wedding and I really want to do that and then kind of need a new car. So it's oh, like, <laughs> no, I think the car is obviously like low priority. It's just we live like on quite a dodgy road <laughs> and I need to have something higher. So <laughs> I'm really painting myself out to be in the stick. I so. feel like moving to a city might solve some of your problems. <laughs> some of your money right, issues. Done. Done. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, but, but happiness, like, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding hacks. You must have talked oh. about this over the years. Um, have you got any goodies? Wedding hacks are so hard and we've, we kind yeah. of opened this up to our community a little bit and, like, the stories we got were, like, pretty – they were – eye-opening I guess but I think like with wedding hacks I mean are we talking about planning a wedding or being a guest because neither of us are married so I don't think we have- oh well I was gonna say planning a wedding and because I just thought you would have had yeah like the chat with listeners over the years maybe because like I suppose it's all about prioritizing what matters to you for example the cake right mm. you really cared too much about what the cake looks like and we were chatting with um, someone yesterday and she said that she'd been to a wedding recently where guests were invited to bring a cake and so then it became like a cake table and then they had their name oh on it God, and it was like that. their own little it was like Jenny's carrot cake <laughs> that <laughs> is like, so good how that's so much more fun as well right? so I'm genuinely thinking I'd do that because like obviously in like quite a farming rural community that'd really go off yeah totally <laughs> I think and it just makes it a bit more fun like do you really need to spend money on that no I think you can make a wedding what you want like I don't think there's strict rules anymore and like a lot of weddings that I've been to like everyone is so different and they're so great because they're personal to that personality so like get all your friends to bring a cake how delicious no one eats the cake anyway and bring the whole meal while you're at it too (laughs) (laughs) and alcohol if you feel like it um what else is sort of top of mind for you girls at the moment? I just feel like in general the world of money seems quite depressing, but I would like an uplifting, optimistic approach. How are you girls looking at everything right now? I think personally we're in a bit of a down cycle, which is normal. You know, like we, my dad said to me the other day, he was like, you have a job right now in a time where people are, a lot of people are losing their jobs and you're still making an income. Like, I think we haven't gone through, our age hasn't gone through like that real, I don't know what you call it, the ups and downs of like the economy. And we're not in a recession, but like 
they have all lived through stuff like that. And this is really normal. So I think the uplifting thing is we'll come out of it and it's going to be okay. It might seem really daunting now, but like if you've lived really great off the up cycle, like just retract a little bit, like bunker down and like it'll be okay to come out on the other side. Yeah, I like that. That's that's some good sage advice. Would you agree, Maddie? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, you know, now is such an important time to be having these conversations and be thinking about these things because if we take the stock market as an example, you know, if you have been investing over the last two years when the market has been going up and up and up and you've been feeling really good about it and thinking that you're an amazing investor as a result, crypto is a classic example, I did the exact same thing, then, you know, now is actually the time to be really thinking about how much money can I realistically be thinking about putting aside and maybe investing because, If you're willing to invest when it was right at the peak, then you should absolutely be willing to get in when it's much lower now. And now is a great time to be thinking about trying to get into the market. Yeah, because there's because money can go up. It can only go up, right, guys? Exactly. Yeah, you want to go up. I mean, the the classic saying is you buy low, you sell high. So if if the stock market is a bit lower at the moment, then now is the time to be thinking about does this work for me, and can I be putting some money aside to put in? Another thing as well, like. We, I think personally, and maybe this is a bit out there, but like a lot of great stuff came out of like 2008, like the GFC and a lot of incredible innovative companies like Uber and WhatsApp and Instagram and whatever else, they all came out of the GFC. We're kind of going through a downturn right now, but it also feels like we're on the precipice of like something really amazing with AI. So like look for those opportunities, like do some research, do some reading, listen to a podcast, listen to YouTube, like whatever your format of media is, just start ingesting because I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to, you know, if you're investing or just to work for a cool company or something like that, I think it's really going to change like society as we know it. I mean, that's an uplifting thing, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, look for those opportunities. Excuse my ignorance um, with AI and its impacts on like the financial world. What what have you girls gathered so far on, on what that might look like or any little... You know, everyone's sort of predicting how the world might look when, you know, this full-on technology is completely immersed in our society. Have you heard any tidbits of what that could look like? One of my friends sent me something the other day and it was on LinkedIn and it was a video of what essentially looks like chat GPT. So it was like an AI chat box, but it was providing financial advice. And so you messaged it and basically said, hey, um, how much money do I need for this mortgage? I want to buy a house this much. And it was able to come back with the responses. Now, I'm sure at the moment there's a lot of issues with that. Um, But I think, you know, that was a really interesting insight into the future of what that could look like because, you know, unfortunately at the moment because of the cost of financial advice, it is inaccessible to a lot of people. So to be able to get an, an insight into what that could look like was, yeah, super exciting. Yeah, I just, I always go doomsday on it and I'm like, no, they're going to take over. The robots are going to kill us. But you're right. There are many, um, there are many positive things as well. I just hope that all the teething issues get ironed out. I listened to a podcast the other day that said for AI, there's going to be like billions of positive use cases and like a thousand negative use cases kind of thing. Like they compared it to, which is crazy. Oh no, this is actually Warren Buffett who compared it. So Maddie should talk to it, but to nuclear. Like, what do, you know, do you know Warren? <laughs> yeah, old mates. Oh, old mate. No, 
So my 72-hour trip to America was to Omaha, Nebraska to see the Berkshire Hathaway AGM. So I went and saw him speak for the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very yeah. cool. Sorry, I just interrupted you, so I've kicked No, up. no, no. I was just going to say, apparently, <laughs> apparently this AGM, I did, I wasn't there, but I was listening to things afterwards. He said it's like nuclear. Like there's, there's obviously like really, really bad use cases for nuclear, but there's also like hundreds of thousands of great use cases of it for like energy and renewable energy and all this stuff. So I think it's just about trying to be on the positive side of like where it could be. Did you catch, was it a few months ago, like some of the biggest experts in the world were calling for it to be halted for a bit because yeah. they were like, this is just advancing way too fast. Did you, I mean, I know this isn't an AI chat, but I'm really fascinated. The creator of ChatGBT, Sam, Sam Altman, has like gone to the Senate like last week and been like, we need to like put in regulation now. So yeah. there definitely needs to be regulation. Hopefully that happens. But. Okay, well, well, we will wrap up, but maybe we'll finish on a, a more, even more uplifting note. <laughs> um, if you were to give your 20-year-old self some financial advice, what would it be? Soph, you go first. Um, start investing right this second. Like, <laughs> don't wait another day if you're 20 years old. That is, you've got so much time on your side. And like, just think by your 30, you could have like, honestly, hundreds of thousands of dollars invested. And just invest in things that you understand and know so definitely do a bit of research invest in the companies that you use every day and don't be afraid by any volatile times because over the long run it smooths out did she steal your advice Maddie? <laughs> right, i've got another one <laughs> okay, go. that was great advice though mine would be to find yourself a friend or a family member to go on the journey with i think there are so many points along the journey especially early on when you might be unsure about things or you might be uncertain or have some fear around it and i think having someone to bounce ideas off or sense check things with is super helpful and it can be really fun as well. You can go for a walk or you can do it over a wine. I know that when I first started investing, my brother and I sat down over a drink and did our first investment together. So I think, you know, being able to go on that journey with someone, super helpful. Does it need to be cask wine if you're trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wine can be an investment too. Although I don't know if you drink it, that probably makes it less of an investment. (laughs) Oh, ladies, it's been so lovely. Thank you for joining me uh, before your chock-a-block day of work. Um, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you for all you do, uh, you're doing in the world and hope to catch up again sometime. Thanks, PJ. It's been so fun. Thanks, PJ. I'll just, I'll just leave it on the note that if you are starting investing or you want to learn more, then visit us at Your In Good Company, YIGC Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, on your Spotify, Apple, wherever. Come join our lovely community. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. 